0: Hey, you busy fundraiser. Yeah, you. Listen, I know you're busy planning an event and you shouldn't have to worry about what software you're using for events and online giving and peer-to-peer fundraising and auctions and mobile bidding and text-to-give. It's all at OneCause, onecause.com. Listen, I've been using OneCause for a long time with clients all over. It's designed for busy fundraisers. It's intuitive. It's a powerful fundraising solution for your next event and you should be using it. Go to onecause.com. They're a sponsor of the show. They're amazing. They're awesome. And there's free resources galore at onecause.com. Check them out today. Hey, did you just have a meeting with a donor and they told you something really, really important and you have no place to put it except for like maybe an Excel spreadsheet or I don't know, a random piece of paper in your office? Go to donordoc.com. Get a CRM system that works. Get a donor database system that works get something that gives you beautiful reports and beautiful dashboards that even your crankiest board member will love. Go to DonorDoc.com, use the code word do good better at checkout and get a month free. donordock.com. Choosing a partner to help you achieve success in your business or personal finances is a big decision. You need a devoted advisor who's experienced and attentive and invested in helping you accomplish your goals. Hey, you know what that sounds like? Brady Martz. Brady Marts knows that you've got a lot of options to choose from, but we're confident that Brady Marts is the right accounting firm for you. they got more than a half a century of experience making everyday count through tax, accounting, audit, and business advisory services. So contact Brady Marts to learn more about their unique solutions that they can provide you and your nonprofit. Your organization is awesome, but sometimes you want to be even awesomer. It's time to get your fundraising on with your host, fundraising expert and author, Patrick Kirby. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the official Do Good Better podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Kirby. And of course, we talk with people who help our small and medium-sized nonprofits do good better. And sometimes, nay, most of the time, those people who can help our small and medium-sized nonprofits are leaders of small and medium-sized nonprofits. I have a great one for you today. I've got Josh found a good favor. How are you? Uh, welcome to the official do Good better podcast. Hi there. How's it going? I'm Josh. Uh, I'm very excited to chat with you today. We have a lot going, uh, you have a lot going on. Uh, it's super uh, up to date from uh, what's going on in the world. We're going to learn a whole bunch about it. But if people are tuning into iTunes or Spotify or they find us on YouTube and they might not know what Good Favor is, they want to learn more. Could you give us a 5,000 foot view on who you are, what you do, and why we're talking today? Uh, okay. Well, my name is Josh
1: Mojica, um, I am the founder of Good Favor. Uh, Good Favor is a small, very new uh, nonprofit, 501c3 foundation that is working directly with uh, independent volunteers and small grassroots organizations working with refugees on the ground.
0: Love it. Is there a specific place where you are working with refugees or is it everywhere to everyone?
1: <laughs> well, right now we're actively working specifically in Poland and Ukraine. That's where we have set up. Um, our most recent operations, if you will, and have partnered with some of uh, some nonprofits and some small grassroots organizations working out there currently. So we're just kind of focused right now on Ukraine at the moment.
0: A lot of people could start nonprofits. A lot of people don't. And I'm always curious on why you started and why Refugees? Uh, okay. I mean,
1: that's a big one. Honestly, for me, it's like a really packed loaded question but uh the reason that's why I the got type,
0: that's the type of awesome questions we ask here at the podcast. <laughs> yeah.
1: okay well let me get right into it uh at about 2015 like end of 2015 i um so to backtrack i'm also a flight attendant uh i work for a small airline um i'm based out of chicago but live in new york and i've been traveling for years and towards the end of 2015 i decided i wanted to just to stop doing the typical tourist traveling type of thing and uh, put more purpose and meaning behind some of my travels and using my benefits to do better, um, to put more good in the world. So decided to start working with some refugees because um, as you know, the Syrian crisis got pretty bad uh, towards the end of that year. And I had a friend who was doing some journaling, uh, journalism, photography out there and was like you should come out and just like just meet up and just see what's happening um he couldn't make the trip so i ended up going solo and long story short i went back to greece probably a dozen times after that uh independently working with all types of ngos and small nonprofits and grassroots organizations from all over the world um learning (laughs) tons of new things all the time it was kind of like Uh, the most overwhelming, crazy experience of my life. So um, with that experience came a lot of do's and don'ts that I learned uh, along the way on the ground working with refugees and decided to kind of do it in my own way that I thought might be, I don't know, a better way of just kind of like putting my own spin on humanitarian aid and helping fill some of the gaps that I saw with uh, larger non government organizations are working on the ground. And um, because I saw in my personal uh, volunteering life, for me, is that most of the work was done by those independent people, those small little NGOs that are working day in, day out, unpaid volunteers that were just getting stuff done. And that was the kind of work I wanted to do and make sure that that had. More of a voice and a narrative. I think people just kind of think that some of these, you know, I don't know, miracle operations just kind of happen on a whim. They see a bright little nice commercial for, you know, um NGOs working on the ground. And there's so much more behind the scenes that I wanted to kind of showcase. So that is why I started Good Favor. And um it was also one of the one of the best names I came up with of the dozens mm-hmm. that,
0: that I, I ran through in my head. One of, our, one, of our, one of our purposes on the podcast is to talk with every organization or nonprofit with the word good in it. So we're uh, we're well on our way with, uh, with do, you, my know, friend. Uh, one one of the hardest things to do is to run a nonprofit. There is not sunshine and rainbows and puppy dogs and ice cream all the time, but we always rely on that story or that thing. That we hold on to in the back of our brain, that even at the toughest time of running a nonprofit, we go, hmm, but this is why we do what we do. Is there a story that you remind yourself of, of the impact that you're making at Good Favor, uh, that you keep trudging on even when things get a little rough?
1: Oh, 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 oh! There's so many. Um, I know uh, when I first started uh, Good Favor, uh, I was actually just going out independently, and I was actually too shy to tell people that I was actually with uh, a nonprofit representing myself because I was just one person mm-hmm. part of the Good Favor. Team. And so I would just go and kind of team up with like other independent volunteer groups and just kind of go as little old Josh and um, and kind of try to support teams from behind the scenes as good favor. And uh, one of the things that always kind of got me through any situation, good or bad, or small, whatever, with uh, refugees was um, the moments, the little moments I had uh, with them, Most recently, while I was on the Polish-Ukraine border, this was back in early March, kind of, uh, I think it was like week three into the war, uh, I was basically like filling bowls of soup um, for incoming refugees from the Ukraine side. And there was this um, old lady, uh, probably like in her late 60s early 70s um you know ukrainian woman i mean she's covered in fur she's carrying a bunch of bags she looks like she's just really really tired and i go to hand her a cup of a soup you know it gets really cold and she just looks at me and before she even got to me i could just see the tears welling up in her eyes it was crazy and i had this moment of like you know forget the soup <laughs> this lady needs a hug right now. (laughs) She needed a hug so badly. And I just put my hands out there and she dropped her bags and we just embraced the middle of this little dirt road with a bunch of little stands of little independent groups, you know, handing out food and supplies and whatever. And I just think in that moment, I just felt this, um, obviously, you know, this connection to this human that was just so powerful. I know it sounds cliche and really cheesy, but, The reality is is that like no one else was there in that moment. I was there in that moment and I wanted to like help this lady feel good. And it was just a hug, but I think it was, it was absolutely worth it. Like the 20 hour trek from New York to Warsaw to this like very, you know, random in the middle of nowhere, you know, um, village along the Ukrainian border to give that lady a hug was worth everything, everything. And so I think if I can give people um, that same sense of connection to the work we do, not only like in those little tiny micro moments where we're like helping humanity, but also like seeing the big picture of what goes into what got us there um, is, is the reason why I do it. It's just so important to me.
0: I think a lot of nonprofits forget their why, and that means they lose their passion and that, that means they kind of are adrift at why they're even talking to donors and potential supporters. It's wonderful to remind yourself of those things as often as you possibly can to rekindle that flame of enthusiasm on why you get the, the stuff done. So I appreciate that. Josh, thank you. What's the Absolutely. biggest challenge you guys are facing right now? Uh, biggest
1: challenge I would say, honestly, is that we're still kind of in this beta phase where... Mm. Uh, Long term, I see Good Favor as being this its own platform, its own app. It's more of an idea, uh, like a one stop shop source for uh, small NGOs, grassroots organizations, anybody working on the gr- on the ground with refugees can go to this platform. Kind of like merge their their ideas, their their strengths, their supplies, their equipment, everything they have. List of volunteers and um, help each other in those areas Um, so the idea is a little far off so I think right now is just covering logistics um, gaining the funds to go out there myself and building teams and getting volunteers sign up for good favor who would want to represent us and um, creating more projects on the ground that we can not only support, but also just kind of like merging people and other groups together to like kind of fill those needs and those gaps where I think those larger NGOs kind of miss because they're, they're paid and they're, they're doing so much work globally that I think that some of these smaller, um, areas need more attention
0: with, I, uh, Yeah. I talk to a lot of nonprofits, Josh. I have a gut feeling that you're going to be around for a very long time. Uh, One of the things that, uh, that we always ask our guests, and especially those who are in the middle of their startup journey too, is the lessons they've learned currently and how they can apply to some of those who are listening today. So is there a tip or a trick that you can explain or tell our listening audience of what you learned while running and starting your own nonprofit?
1: Um, I would say, uh, one thing I've learned from starting good favorite, honestly, is just take your time. Um, I think everyone expects to have their organization just be this like award-winning huge success thing, you know, with, um, with all the money in the world to, to do whatever they want with. And I think you have to just start very, very small. Remember that Every little bit you do um, is making a bit of a difference, not only in your own nonprofit, but also to the people that you're trying to help. So I think um, starting slow, taking your time, um, taking the time and the space to actually execute it right um, and listen to the people you're trying to serve. Uh, Those are the most important things I I could probably tell nonprofits who, like you said before, lose sight of their their passions and their goals. And I think a big picture kind of takes over the smaller picture. And I think sometimes a small picture needs a lot more attention
0: initially. Anyway, my mom always said patience is a virtue and you are uh, living proof of that. Currently my friend, if there are people listening to this podcast or Hey, there might be people who find this on uh, YouTube too. And they say, this is interesting. I need to go find more about what good favor is, but they might not know where to go. Where do we go to help and support and volunteer and showcase all the cool things that you are doing? Thank you.
1: Um, so right now, we're strictly using Instagram as a platform um, to showcase what we're doing uh, daily and behind the scenes. So go to goodfavor.org um, at Instagram. And then uh, we're setting up a site soon. I'm working on that. Uh, it, it Because it's also an app idea and a website idea and also Instagram type of platform thing. Um, we're taking a little bit more time to set that up. But uh, right now, Instagram is where you're going to find it.
0: I love it. We're going to link that uh, in the show notes. And then if anything, uh, from now until publication date comes up, we'll link that too. Absolutely. Uh, of course, while you're on the interwebs, if you haven't uh, subscribed to this podcast, well, you sure as heck should. You should probably leave it for review because that's what Josh's interview deserves is a five-star <laughs> review for a five-star guest. And then immediately go back to Instagram, like and share with the rest of your uh, followers as well. Josh, thank you so much for what you're doing. Uh, serving a uh, sort of a very quiet uh, population that needs to be served uh, doing the hard work and sort of being part of the front lines. It's extremely uh, rewarding, but it's extremely tough, possibly extremely dangerous in certain places that you're going to on the front line of a war. Uh, But thank you so much for what uh, you are accomplishing with your nonprofit. And thanks so much for being a guest here on the official Do Good Better podcast. Thanks. See ya. Look, as someone who listens to the show, you know that I love helping small and medium-sized nonprofits. That's why we bring on the awesome experts and guests that get to talk to you about how to make your organization more awesome. So I've got a deal for you. I would like to help you. I would like to work with you. So if you're go-to dogooduniversity.com, that's universitycom and you register for one of the courses, I'm going to send you my best-selling book, Fundraise Awesomer, a practical guide to staying sane while doing good for free, because I really want you to do amazing work. Listen, dogooduniversity.com. Go pick out something, whether it's a board training or a gratitude training or whatever webinar you want to choose. Um, use the promo code podcast. Take 25% off anything that you purchase and I'm going to throw in a book as well because I want you to do awesome, I want you to do awesomer, and I want you to do good better. Go to DogoodUniversity.com today.